This is Mark Robinson from Old Miss Football, and you're listening to Spit of the Nation interview. Hello, Steeler Nation, and welcome to your Steeler Nation podcast, part of the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your host, G Striker, and today I want to talk about the first great Pittsburgh Steeler head coach, Chuck Knoll. And I've got to ask myself, anytime. We're discussing great head coaches in the league or announcers start rattling off names uh, for great head coaches. Why is Chuck Knoll never mentioned as one of the all-time great NFL head coaches? I mean, he was the first really great Super Bowl winner, um, aside from Lombardi winning the first two, uh, Chuck Knoll was the first to win three. Then he was the first to win four. And then it took a while before anybody beat that. I mean, we're talking about the Bill Belichick era before somebody beat his four Super Bowl wins. Obviously, Bill Belichick can be named nine, ten Super Bowls, six wins. Yeah, it's tough to argue with that. Lombardi being a great coach, even up through, very iconic, very quotable, um, just sticks in the mind of people. But people always mention people like Don Shula. A guy that's only won, what, two Super Bowls? Sure, he had an undefeated season. But, I mean, he he pooped the bed with Baltimore against Joe Namath. Um, didn't make it with one of the all-time greatest quarterbacks in Dan Marino. The best statistical quarterback at the time to play in the NFL. Only got to one Super Bowl with that kid in his rookie season. Couldn't do anything after that. Um, Landry, iconic with the hat. But heck, he was a Cowboys coach, I guess, right? Of course, we got to deal with Jimmy Johnson. People mention, you know, Andy Reid and Bill Walsh. I mean, Bill Walsh arguably did develop a new style of play. The West Coast offense was exciting to watch. Uh, but when people are mentioning guys like Joe Gibbs or Paul Brown or John Madden or even Bill Parcells, I mean, these are guys with limited Super Bowl experience. Paul Brown had zero, obviously. I mean, he's playing in a league with like eight to 10 to, to 16 max teams in it, um, not like 30 like these other guys are playing in. Um, so it's like a guy like John Madden, I mean, he was lucky, lucky to win a Super Bowl. He always thought his teams were better than what they were. He always had Chuck Knoll punching his teams in the mouth, was saying that they were the best teams to play in the AFC when they were playing Miami Dolphins before they played the Steelers for the Immaculate Reception. Um, then Knoll owns Madden his entire career, except for 1976, when both starting running backs get hurt the game before and they have to play the Raiders with the best defense in league history, fall to the Raiders. Raiders win their only Super Bowl in the 76th season. And Bill, and um, John Madden's considered an all-time great coach. For that, that's crap. <laughs> Absolute crap. I mean, there's a lot of nice nostalgia for a guy that did an excellent job as a broadcaster explaining the game of football to the layman and making it very accessible for everybody, not just football fans to become fans of the game and understand the game. And I respect him for that. 
but I don't think he's an all-time great head coach. I barely think he's a Hall of Fame head coach. I mean, obviously he made the Hall of Fame. One Super Bowl win, and you're in the Hall of Fame for being in the league as much as he was with all the great teams that he had that fell short to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And there are four Super Bowl wins with the Steelers nearly going through them every time. And in 1972, knocking them off in the Immaculate Reception. 50-year anniversary coming up here in December. Um, That's just something that sticks in my craw. Bigger personality, no doubt. Same thing with Parcells. I mean, you're talking about big personalities. Landry, Parcells, Lombardi, Madden, hell yes. Even Vermeil. Big personalities on these guys. Noel didn't have a big personality. Noel was very stoic to the media. Rub the media the wrong way, in fact, with how stoic he was. Kind of like the way Bill Bill Belichick is now. Doesn't say anything really at the media. He felt like it was something that was beneath him. And the media felt like they should be catered to. It was a waste of his time. His job is to coach a football team, not talk to the media. And that's the way he treated it. He was also a firm believer in life outside of football. Probably the only coach I've mentioned out of all these coaches that didn't live, breathe, and eat football 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, 66 on leap years because he was a firm believer of life outside of football, family life, reading, passions, art, music. He was an all around Renaissance man that happened to be an incredible football coach. Also made the great quote. Once it's time to retire, he always says it's time to get on with your life's work. Tells football player that their players that their lives begin after football. Not to be defined as a football player, but when you get on with your life's work after football. And that is something that Chuck Knoll did. As soon as he retired, he never looked back. You rarely saw him in the media. You didn't see him interviewed often. He didn't become a broadcaster. He didn't become an analyst. He was writing music, playing piano reading books, going on trips with his wife. That's the guy he was. When he was done with football and he hung up his clipboard, he was out. Maybe that paired with the way he treated media, rubbed media the wrong way, and he's not remembered as fondly, but the guy being an absolute trailblazer, taking a franchise that was garbage. Absolute garbage. Zero playoff wins in their first 40 seasons. Rattling off four Super Bowl championships after the merger when they doubled, when the league doubled in size. That's what he should be remembered for. And that should really be a case in point for Chuck Knoll being one of the all-time great head coaches and mentioned Every single time you mention all-time great head coaches, not just Super Bowl winners, all-time great head coaches. Now it's time, Steeler Nation, 
for questions from Steeler Nation. We take the questions from the football forum over at SteelerNation.com. Come on over. It's free to join. I ask a thread each week, seeing what's on the mind of Steeler Nation. And today, this week, we get our first questions from Cooley Man. Cooley asks, do you think the Steelers will make any other free agent moves? I say, yeah, Cooley. Um, free agent wise, I think that they probably will still go out and possibly pick up a veteran running back. I think the running back room is a little thin. They didn't really draft a running back. They got a decent one as an undrafted rookie free agent. But if nothing's hanging on in camp, it looks like they need to upgrade. If there's still injury problems with McFarland, I think they're going to go running back. Also, outside possibility for offensive tackle. Depends on who's cut, though. I don't think they're going to make a move before training camp. If there's an injury or someone big gets cut at roster cutdowns, or a surprise cut where they can think it's a good plug and play for them. That's the only spot where I can see the Steelers making a move would be an out, um, offensive tackle or running back. Um, next question. Will Rudy Mason Rudolph be part of the team come week one? Uh, I've touched on base on this on the vidcast before. And at this moment, this really has to be Rudolph's moment to shine. The stage is set. He's going to be given a chance to run with the ones. He ran with the ones last year in preseason and during the regular season when Ben was down. He has the most experience on the team running with the ones. But is he going to stand up and shine? Or is he going to be a little curmudgeon about the fact that he wasn't given the job, that he has to compete with Trubisky? that he has to compete with Kenny Pickett. Um, I, I don't think Lodekin is going to even be in the mix as far as for being a starter, but I think Lodekin has a chance of pushing Rudy off of the roster. The same way that Duck Hodges pushed Josh Dobbs off the roster when we traded him to Jacksonville right before roster cutdowns. Um, same way Mason Rudolph pushed Landry Jones off the roster. Uh, when Landry Jones used to be the backup for Ben. Um, or Jarvis Landry, Landry Jones. My gosh, Jarvis Landry. <laughs> but I digress. If Elodikin does well, he's got a chance of making a situation because it has to pair with Kenny Pickett also. Kenny Pickett shows he can start. You got to make a strong case to possibly be trading Mitchell Trubisky because he's got the biggest contract. So most money they can save is by getting rid of him and they can basically get rid of him for next to nothing. Not a bad way to trim the roster. If a and Kenny Pickett show they are better than Mason Rudolph. So you got trade options. Maybe you can trade third or fourth for Mason Rudolph. Maybe you can trade her one or two for a Trubisky. That's why I put those two in that category. And it all comes down to how these rookies are going to be competing in the preseason as well. But we'll have to see. But it is Rudy's last chance, in my opinion, for making this roster. Uh, next question. How many rookies stick on the 53-man roster? Well, let's run down the rookies here quickly. Obviously, the first-round draft pick, Kenny Pickett, he's a lock. He's going to be in the mix either as the one or the two. 
I don't think he's going to be the three. I don't think he's going to hold a clipboard this year. I think he's going to be one or two. Um, next pick, George Pickens, wide receiver, big wide receiver, fast wide receiver. He's a lock. He's going to make the roster. That's two. Uh, DeMarvin Leal playing defensive tackle. I'll be at it like more of an outside position, like a to it or a, um, a Hayward drafted Loudermilk last year. Wormley's on the roster. He's going to be in the mix there. I think he's a lock as well. Especially if Tua doesn't make the team. Leo has to be a lock in that situation. Uh, Fourth round pick, Calvin Austin. Looking for that shifty slot guy, but also has speed. Can also kick and punt return. This guy's got a lot of different things he can do to make this team. I'd say he's a lock at number four. Um, Now we're going down to Connor Hayward. Number six round pick. He's the fifth pick on the Steelers. I say he's pretty much a lock to make, make this team as well. Because we do not have a third tight end on the team. Ebron left the team. So now we only have Gentry and Pat Fryermuth from last year. So this leaves a spot wide open for third tight end. Also can back up fullback. Also, if he shows he's a monster on special teams, like he was drafted for, he's a lock. I say those guys, those five, you should expect to see on this team. Now the other two have a tougher hill to climb uh first seventh rounder being mark robinson who i interviewed uh great guy good linebacker but we've got a lot of inside linebackers on this team he has to show he's got to push off somebody like buddy that we drafted last year or marcus allen who's a monster on special teams or ug3 who really doesn't do as much on special teams if his talent isn't showing this year ug3 might be done this season and a guy like Robinson could push him off the roster. Now, Chris Olodekin being the last pick, this is an interesting one. A lot of factors have to come into play for him to make the team. I think he's got the least chance of making this team. I think he's got a good chance of making the practice squad if he clears waivers. But he's got to show he's a he's good enough to be a third quarterback on this team to make it so we have to get rid of Rudolph or Trubisky because there's no way we're getting rid of Kenny Pickett with a first round pick zero chance or an injury happens. That would be the only other way he'd be a lock on the team. But right now, Lodekin and Robinson have the hardest chance of making this team five are locks. I will say two maybes one, maybe one outside real outside shot for Lodekin making this roster. A lot of factors have to happen. Uh, next question. Does AB deserve the honor of retiring as a stealer? I know we wrote an article over at SteelerNation.com, go check this out. Stated that there's no way bridges were burned. I understand that line of thinking. But he also did put up some of the best numbers ever. He definitely put up the best numbers ever in a short area of time for any Steeler wide receiver. I mean, it's tough for the Steelers to want him to come back to retire. If it's strictly to retire, I don't have as much of a problem with it. But you got to get past Rooney, and he built—he burned that bridge pretty hard with Rooney, because it's Rooney's decision. And right now, for a guy that left the way he did, that cost the Steelers twenty-three million in dead money, and they only got a third rounder and a fifth rounder because he scuttled a first-round trade option to Buffalo. That would be a very tough pill to swallow for the Rooney family, I think. So if I think it's actually going to happen, I don't think it's going to happen. Would I mind 
if it happened, I wouldn't mind. Maybe even far enough down the road. If he can turn his life around 10 years, 20 years from now, I could see him being in the Hall of Honor for the Pittsburgh Steelers because he definitely gave us a lot of big plays and was a very memorable player on the field, even more so than he became the memorable person off the field since he's left the team. Last question from Cooley. Which position group still needs shoring up before the season starts? We talked about that. I said offensive tackle and running back. Uh, Next question from MTC. Will George Pickens have a big year? The UGA bias in me says yes. How about you? We all know the only university that matters is UGA. How about them dogs? Sick them. Well, congratulations, MTC. I'm finally glad that your dogs finally shed the moniker of being the bridesmaids and never the bride. They finally got the monkey off their back and got a championship. Congratulations to your team. But he's got a long way to go before he supplants the best UGA wide receiver on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Should be Hall of Famer, Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward, man, he's my all-time favorite. But I could see Pickens having a good year. I don't see him being a starter. I don't see him supplanting Claypool. It's, I think he's going to really be pushing Claypool to be better than what he was last year. Um, it's going to be a really good fight because I think that's the position where he has to go unless Pickens plays slot. And if, if he plays slot, who's going to be the other slot? Is it going to be Austin in the second slot? Are they going to be competing for each other in that slot position? Because right now, I think I got Austin chalked in to be in that first slot. But if Pickens shows that he wants to be on the field and he's position flexible, that's his chance to get numbers. And then, you know, the only way he's going to put up big, big numbers, like Chase for the Bengals numbers, being a rookie last year, making the Pro Bowl, is if Claypool gets hurt and he's thrust into becoming the Z receiver. That's the only way I can see it. Otherwise... I'm, I'm just going to root for him, and I'm hoping he does well. Next questions from Black and Gold Bleeder. I've tuned in a few times to find people on there who I have no idea who they are. Why don't you or can you identify them as they are on the forums? Well, they're, you're asking a vidcast question. When I'm live on the vidcast and, and people chime in, especially from YouTube, YouTube has a lot of people um, from the football forum, the Steeler Nation football forum, a guy like, Carlos Goncalves, I know is Litos. I'll say, hey, Litos, when he pops up. Same thing with Robert C. I'll call him Cooley Man when he's on there, or Cooley uh, when he shows up. Every once in a while, we have somebody posting under their names like you, uh, Bleeder. Um, But I ask at the top of the show, hey, if you're in the forum, make sure to put your handle on there so we know who you are. It makes it fun, and I like it too. So I'll keep doing that. And we'll keep watching that together over at the, the vidcast, which usually airs on Tuesdays at 7. Uh, Blitz asks the next questions. What to expect from Loudermilk in year two? I love the pick, and I thought he did well in his limited playing time last year. I agree. I liked what he did as well. He got more and more snaps as the season progressed. Um, he was really pushing himself to be the backup swing anytime anybody came off the field with Wormley or um, Hayward, I think he started a game when Wormley was down. Um, 
but yeah, I, I think he's progressing nicely. And especially since the Steelers had to waste, not waste, but traded up to pick up Loudermilk uh, and lost a draft pick in this year's draft, which is why they didn't have a fifth rounder. Um, that's because they picked up Loudermilk. So yeah, you know, it's, I'm glad he at least is starting to show he's doing well. He's going to be competing with Leal as well in this year. So it's going to be interesting unless Leal's going to show he can bump down inside, which I'm not sold on, but we'll have to see. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing him and looking forward to him to hopefully being on a podcast interview here sometime. Uh, who is the week one starting quarterback? I've said this many times on the podcast, many times on the vidcast. Right now, thumbs to the vice. My only choice is Mitchell Trubisky. Uh just as the veteran presence, highest payroll on the roster. I think he's going to be given the most opportunity and he has the best chance of running an RPO. He's done it in Chicago. He has more starts in the NFL than anybody else on our roster. I say he has the lead right now going into training camp without seeing any of them compete yet. Does not mean that Rudolph can't take it. Does not mean that uh, Kenny Pickens... Pickens can't take it. I don't see Alodekin doing it at all, but it's a three-man race. But right now, I'd say it's Trubisky. Um, will Marcus Jones have a Pro Bowl season for the Patriots? I would have to say last year, his rookie season is the only year in a very long time that you're ever going to see Mac Jones again in the Pro Bowl. Why? Because now there's a huge influx of quarterbacks in the AFC. You just had Matty Ice join uh, Indy. You just had um, Russell Wilson join Denver. You had uh, Deshaun Watson join uh, the freaking Brownies. And then you got to go up against these young, great quarterbacks, Josh Allen, uh, Mahomes, Joe Burrow, uh, Herbert over at the Chargers. You got Lamar Jackson, who's won an MVP. Got Joe Burrow up and comer. You got Carr, who's even a great quarterback over the Raiders. Josh Allen, for gosh sakes, man. What is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine quarterbacks. I see today ahead of Mac Jones. Jones really got to start putting up numbers and not just being a system guy to show he can make a Pro Bowl. And it's going to be a really difficult job to do it against that lineup in the AFC this year. It's going to be a tough one. So, no, don't see it again. Uh, Zonaberg. Last questions from Zonaberg. When will a new GM be hired and who will it be? Um, just going off of just the way everything works out right now. There's no rush yet to bring in a new guy until I'd say training camp. So I, I think we'll have a new GM by training camp. Will um, Kevin Colbert still be part of the organization in some way, shape or form? Hopefully a vice president of football operations or something. I hope so. I hope so. I think it'd be an easier transition. Um, but they just finished the second round of interviews. We know internally, Brandon Hunt, head of scouting. Omar Khan, the capologist, have interviewed a second time. Uh, Doug Whaley, the former uh, GM from the Bills, who also worked with the Steelers a little bit. Uh, Andy Wydell, 
um, from the uh, from the Eagles, John Spitek from the Bucks, and Ryan Crowden from the Titans. Though or Cowden, sorry, Ryan Cowden from the Titans. Those are the only guys that got second interviews. Riddick's out of the running, unfortunately. The guy I wanted, he got a new big contract over at ESPN. So congratulations, Lewis Riddick. Sorry, you're not going to be the next GM of the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I am happy for you and happy for your family at your next great contract and looking forward to listening to you over at ESPN, my friend. Um, Out of all those guys, who am I going to lean toward? I mean, I'd be fine with Hunt. I'd be fine with with Weidel uh, from the Eagles. Um, Khan as well, man. It's... It's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting how it goes down. But it, yeah, if, if I had a favorite, I'd say Hunt would be my current favorite uh, because he's been interviewing a lot of places. He's got a good shot of being a GM somewhere in this league. Now the Steelers have to decide if they are going to make him their guy. Younger guy could be on the team for a long time. They like that. They like younger guys. So it'll be interesting to see if he's going to be the next GM of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, thank you so much, Steeler Nation, for joining us again on the podcast. Check out our sponsor, Total Sports Enterprises, over at tseshop.com. They're giving away free signed jerseys every week, so follow them on Twitter at Total Sports ENT. Vidcast will come out usually Tuesdays at 7, if not Wednesday or Thursday at 7, depending on the week, but usually I try to stick to Tuesday at 7. I'll be there at Tuesday this week. Check out the great... Western Pennsylvania sports content over at DKPittsburghSports.com and all of the great podcasts from DK at DKPS Podcasts on Twitter. Read our great Pittsburgh Steeler-focused articles at SteelerNation.com. Follow us on Twitter at SteelerNation, on Instagram and Facebook at SteelerNation.com. Follow the podcast on Twitter at underscore SN podcast or Instagram Steeler Nation podcast or follow me Steeler Nation striker on Twitter on Instagram at SN striker spelled with a Y. Thanks for joining us for the Steeler Nation podcast sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises, part of the great DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host G Striker rooting along with you as always. Go Steelers!